0: right then you all stand by amen praise God together uh, this early in the morning think it not Robbie, that we have a place where we can continue to assemble amen. God has just really blessed us uh, to have this platform where we can come and minister amen to uh to all of you amen and we thank God for it. We don't we don't you know we don't take it lightly. We think it a blessing to be able to do this, amen. Get together early in the morning, assemble ourselves together, and, you know, share the Word of God with you, pray with you, uh, what a blessing it is this morning, baby, to reach out, uh, far-reaching, you know, territories and large, the Word is going out, you know, God is being glorified, you know, there's really nothing greater than that or more important than that is that we have this opportunity and this access to reach so many listeners out there, amen, we know that the lost out there is hearing what we're saying. We know that the backsliders are hearing what we're saying. We know that the prodigal sons and daughters are hearing what we're saying. And we know that the immature and the mature are probably hearing uh, for the first time the true liberating gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we just give God praise for this beautiful platform, 45-plus uh, platforms, sponsors all over the place, reaching so many different uh, listeners out there that are playing uh, our message this morning and giving us feedback amen and so we thank god for that on on Cashbox and on uh you know podbeam and all these other platforms and so we thank god for the broader hearts this morning so we just want to welcome all of you again i'm pastor Lester hayes pastor sharon and i you know we labor in ministry together thank god for her pastor biva and uh, Minister Smith and Minister Biggs and all of our other uh, family members from More Than Conquered You, Christ Ministry and New Freedom Christian Ministry. This is a team work here that makes this dream work. Thank God for this vision that we be able to reach many, many souls because that's what it's all about. We're a non-denominational ministry. We're not preaching denomination. We preach and teach sound doctrine. Amen. And we let the Holy Ghost do the work. It's a big. We know that the Book of Isaiah chapter fifty-five verse eleven. Says that the word of God will not come back void until it do what God pleased and the purpose for which Him sent it. And we know why He sent that word, Amen. To heal our disease and rescue us from all destruction. Amen. And so we thank God that the Word is going out, gonna do what He pleased and the purpose for Him sending it. We did find God's word and we got saved. We found that Word, we start eating that word. And that word over the years has become a joy and resource into our hearts and to our souls. It has changed our lives and made us free. And as we heard yesterday from my oldest son, Tony, he said in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32, God wants you to know the truth. He wants that truth to make you free, Every, every everybody. That truth leads all of us where we're at. Amen? If we're lost, the truth is that it frees us, that we then the truth is that it reminds us that he's married to the backslider. If we're prodigal son, and daughter out there in the pig pins of life, man, falling short of our potential, then the word of God is right there, man, to remind you that you can always return back to your first love. He'll celebrate your return. And then there's that immature Christian that the word says that you should desire to send to the milk of the word that thereby you may grow. And then there's that, you know, mature Christian that has to keep on, you know, seeking after God, amen, that you might grow and not become stagnated. So God has got all the patience. Because he wants you to be able to enjoy life and everything that pertains to it in God. Is. So he tells us to seek first his way of doing things, in the book of Matthew, chapter six, verse thirty-three. Seek first the kingdom of God, meaning his way of doing things, who God is, what he said he was gonna do, and what he's doing right now. Amen. That's that instruction to the righteous that we may be thoroughly furnished and prepared unto every good work. That inspired word of God, you know. The Proves us, points out what we did wrong, corrects us, tells us just how you do it. Because God is a high true God. You don't just say to do something. He comes right back, man, through the Holy Spirit and all of His under-shepherds, His pastors, His teachers, His preachers, His evangelists, and teach you how to do it. Amen. And So we thank God how He has really, really blessed us to be able to know how to please God, how to serve God, and how to serve each other. So we give Him all the praise. We give Him all the glory. We give Him all the honor because it's really all about Him. So we thank Him for this day. We welcome all of our prayer warriors, prayer partners, intercessors, gay people, gay gay people that stand on the wall and watch out, watch men, watch women. You know, amen. Men and women, amen. We don't discriminate because God did. He poured out His spirit on the handmaid and the manservant. And He called us Christians, amen, wanting to be like Christ. So we we just thank God that we're above and beyond tradition. And we're all about God according to his word what, what brings to him is what we all about seeking after him and his faith his way of doing it that he might add everything unto to us so we give him praise going on this morning for all of you We'd like to welcome all around the world all of our listeners this morning all of our supporters out there sponsors out there this morning anchor you know we just thank God this morning amen amen for all of you this morning we prayed and fasted that He would enlarge our territory here we are y'all want to send out a late happy father's day to all those that you know that that are fathers out there amen we thank god this morning for you we pray and hope you were celebrated yesterday by your children your sons and your daughters your wives and we just thank god for fathers out there we thank you most of all for our heavenly father sending us his son jesus to die for our sin so we didn't catch you yesterday you weren't able to join us we wish you this morning you this morning happy father's day belated for you in jesus name we had a great service yesterday thank all of you for Participating and supporting it. Uh, Quentin and them did an excellent job pulling that together We had our sons here with us yesterday. Two of my grandsons. We ministered myself. My oldest son Tony uh, Alex our youngest son and Carter our youngest grandson four-and-a-half years old Pastor Eric his two sons Our oldest grandson to and, and Eric Matthew and brother Quinn. Amen. So we just had a great time and Pastor Eric man We had a great time we made history yesterday, first time we've ever done that, to have that many generations assembled. Amazing how Brother Quinn was able to bring that technology, and we had our wives, and you know, they're cheering us on, man, amen, and Pastor ambassador Pastor ambassador Phoebe, had our daughter in law here. We just had church, man, we had an unusual service yesterday, it was awesome, it went out on Facebook Live, and we got many, many responses of how good it was to be a part of that. But so we thank God for fathers, especially our Heavenly Father. So we want to go into the Word this morning as we open up with prayer. And just take a look at a few verses of Scripture. Share with you what the Lord dropped on my heart as we wrapped up yesterday. And I began to take a look, you know, because as we're celebrating, you know, there's bad stuff happening around the world to try to distract people. It should have been somewhere worshiping God, but they were down there, man, in Oklahoma and different places, man, you know, trying to, I don't know, play politics and get ready for whatever is coming next. But there should have been somewhere worshiping god should have been at home worshiping god and you know the turnout wasn't what everybody made it up to be it was a lot of hype amen some people probably did stay home and spend their fathers amen doing more important things amen that's important too but amen you can go so far sometimes man in the wrong direction you know you'll think you're on the highway going in the right direction but soon god will let you know that you know that there are there are different highways that you can be on but you gotta make sure you're on the right highways out there you're going in the right direction but there are things out there influences evil influences out there evil people out there that can pull you away man from what you're supposed to be doing because there's only one thing that's gonna liberate us and that's the truth there's only one thing man that's gonna keep us liberated and that's staying in the presence of God you know and the Holy Spirit will help us man amen because the Bible said where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and I can assure you from my assessment of what I saw taking place it was no spirit of the Lord there. There was spirits there, but it wasn't the spirit of the Lord. And so, kind of what I'm going to talk about this morning, amen. So, we give God praise, Lord, and honor for keeping our focus, keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord during this time, man, of great turmoil, great struggle, you know, people trying to find out which way they turn, which way they go, who they trust, you know, where to look to. But we know we look to the author and finish and developer of our faith, amen, because he's faithful, promises, not a man that he should spew out a bunch of lies. and. Find manipulate and his people, but God is always trying to get his people, man, to a place of refuge, you know, where they can stand on the promises of God, because remember what he told Peter now, he said, upon this rock, Peter, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, so that's so important right there, amen, so we give God praise, amen, for being able to stand on that solid foundation, that rock of our salvation, amen, which is the gospel teaching of the apostles and prophets. They were Jesus Christ is always that chief cornerstone, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Only one name, by right, which men can be saved. No salvation and no other name but the name of Jesus. And so we thank God this morning that we've targeted these four categories of people that are out there in this world right now. You got the lost sinners man who's never been saved who Jesus came to seek and save. He uses the truth, he used the knowledge, the knowledge of God his son Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who those believe that in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And anybody who call on his name shall be saved. Don't care who you are, where you are, God will meet you where you are. Amen. And save you. It's universal. The message of salvation is universal. Amen. And so he'll meet you right there. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The and then you got that backslide of you know, the book of Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, tells us. That God is married to the backside. That means marriage is a covenant to God. When He sees it, He don't give divorce unless he absolutely rebel or reject against them, like the children Israel did. You know, in Hosea four and six, reminded us the book of Hosea four and six. That is because they lacked the knowledge and understanding about that covenant. It was for a life. It was for eternity. It Wasn't you know giving you an option to to be divorced unless you got divorced, Amen. And so we know that God wants us to know that covenant still holds true and he's still married. He's still standing there. You can always come back to him. But it's up to you to make that decision because he didn't violate the covenant. We had to back about it. And then he got the part of sons and daughters who get to a certain age and they feel they're grown. they ready to go out here, man, and challenge life. And they run out there and leave, man, the safe place of mom and dad's love, you know, before time too early. And next thing you know, they get into riots and a living party, get caught up in the world. You know, those treasures of life out there, man. And before you know it, the word starts to run away from them. The teaching, the upbringing. And the next thing you know, man, they get lonely out there and all this money spent. You know, friends gone. Because as long as you got money, you got friends. But if money run out, man, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. Scatter away from you, man, in a heartbeat. Now you're all alone out there, man. And that's big, man. And so it's always good to know you can go back to your first love. You just got to make up your mind, come to your right senses, and go back. Then you got the immature Christian. You got the Christians. Immature Christians always try to act like they're more mature than they are. Mature Christians, man, should be acting more mature than they are, but they act like they're immature. So god got all of it covered, and that's our target audience out there this morning. So I hope you hear me this morning, but we want to take a look at this critical hour that we're living in, which we say are the last days. And let me tell you what I learned through the Bible about the last days, is that it began when Jesus Christ was seen ascending, going back up to the top, when they were all standing at 120 apostles with females, Looking at him go and the angel appeared and spoken to why are you standing out here looking at him go up. Same way you see him go, you're gonna see him be sent. Go back up into the upper room, stay there, pray, fast, until you be in due with power from all high. That was the beginning of the last days. Amen. It didn't just begin because we got a tornado here, a hurricane here, bad storm over there, or we got, you know, this happened over there, earthquake over there. No, it began at that moment right there. So preparation should begin right there to prepare us for the soon coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We don't know when. It's going to be suddenly he's going to appear. So we got time to get ready, but we got to seek first the kingdom of God right now, you know, because he could appear suddenly in the twinkling of an eye, and then it's too late to do any preparation. So that's why we're pushing in this direction right now. to try to get those also the word of God, try to get the message out to those backsliders, those prodigals, those immature, mature Christians. This is no time to be playing games with life you got to get yourself prepared right now, which we heard yesterday. So I want to draw your attention as we prepare to pray this morning over to the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. The 13th chapter It's going to hit a few verses. They'll probably try to get through the first 13 verses. But i got some targeted verses here that I, the Lord dropped something in my spirit that I want to share with you this morning. As we think about preparation and getting people prepared. Because let me just be honest with you. Jesus could come any minute. I don't know. He could come next year. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a predictor when he's coming. I just know that there is surmountable sorrows that people are feeling right now. And the scripture speaks to those, that these are the times of sorrow. And after sorrows come, somewhere after that, he's going to come. I don't know how long this season of sorrows is going to last. I don't know how long, man, this craziness we got going on, this chaos right now, this social unrest, but it's causing a lot of people to sorrow about some things. They're wishing that things would go back the way they were. I'm here to tell you, I don't believe we'll ever see it like I believe it's going to get a lot worse because the Bible says men are going to wax colder and colder. They're going to be lovers of themselves more and more than lovers of life. We're seeing all of that right now, and it's causing a lot of heartbreak. It's causing a lot of disappointment. It's causing a lot of sorrow. There was a reason why only 6,800 people showed up for this rally in Oklahoma, but they sold over three or four times that many tickets something is going on here that God is letting man see. You are not in control. I'm in control. And my will will be done because there are people praying that the will of God be done. There are people praying, amen, that we will prepare ourselves for what God is about to do and what he's doing and what he said he was going to do. Amen. So I understand why people, you know, the projected numbers wasn't there. People are sick and tired of being sick and tired. They want something else. They want some fresh manna from heaven. Amen. And so I'm praying that But some of those that did show up is on this line this morning. I'm praying that some of them had access to our service zone yesterday. I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that that harvest, which is white, was planted. I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that the laborers are busy this morning, as we are busy this morning, calling in that harvest from the north to south to east and the west, and that they're using the word of God to draw that harvest, using the word of God, because he said, if my word go out, it won't come back for it. It's going to bring a return, a return of harvest. We're running in, bringing the seeds to God. Amen. So we can shepherd them. Amen. So we can be their good shepherd. Amen. Bringing up to the goodness of the Lord. Spreading the good news of the gospel. Because the good news of the gospel is good news. And we're living in a time right now where the events are all about bad news. Creating more bad news. Every headline on the newspaper. Every story night. Every interview. Every, every media, social media outlet out there right now. They ain't pushing and preaching when teaching what we are. This is sound doctrine. This helps you deliver sound life, make a well-informed, sound decision about your future. you got to be prepared right now because things are happening. It's, 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 it's dramatic what's happening right now. And it's causing a lot of sorrow to sweep across the land. There's a lot of sorrow and a lot of hearts and minds out there because they don't have no certainty about what's going to happen tomorrow. The only certain thing is what we're preaching and teaching and what we're offering. Amen. So I'm praying that they hear me out there. I'm praying that you're sharing with them out there. I'm praying, man, that you've been in advantage. I'm praying that you're reconciled. I'm praying that you're pushing this message out, that you're sharing it because it does no good if we just record it make it available to you to share and you don't share when you're sharing garbage with your friends. of you got a list of friends, man. You're sharing all kinds of stuff, birthday greetings, all kinds of stuff. Share with them something that matters, something that's going to help them be prepared to get ready. But that day of salvation, that day of the Lord, that day of his return, don't get caught unprepared. Be ready, get ready, and stay ready. That's what we're trying to help people do. So let's go over here in the book of Mark as we pray the 13th chapter. Father, if you come this morning and the us, we in the name of your son, Jesus. We pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is your kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever we love you this morning we thank you this morning for giving us your word this morning Lord, well, we thank you for just a blessed Father's Day on yesterday, God. You're so good, and we just thank you. Praise you, Lord God, in the midst of all that's going on. Thank you for your Holy Ghost this morning, Lord God, that's helping us, keeping us focused, helping us to fix our eyes on you. And so, Father, to come this morning, Holy Ghost. bless you to guide our thoughts this morning, God, our message this morning, give a word of wisdom this morning that can help your people out there, Lord, that started not robbing. Join us this morning. So we come in the awesome incredible amazing in the name of your son Jesus just to publish your gospel message this morning, just to share, God, the manner from heaven that we believe is dropped in our spirit for us to share, Lord God, that's with the kingdom. Prepare your people, Lord God, to be able to do greater work than you did, Lord God, it's the same work that you did. And so, Father, we just thank you praise you this morning for arming us with this word. We thank you and praise you this morning, Lord God, for souls being saved that are lost. We thank you for backsliders coming back to you this morning because you're still married to them. We thank you for part of the sons and daughters getting up out of the big sins of life where they have fallen, Lord God, and come back to the first love, oh God. And we thank you for the immature being more mature and the more mature, Lord God, uh, being less immature. So we give you all the praise going on at this point. Now, Holy Ghost, you can us hearts with this word that's going out. You used it to accomplish the purpose for which God sent it. And we thank you this morning that hearts will be convicted and men and women everywhere, Lord God, will be able to hear the universal message this morning as we prepare them for the soon coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you for sending your word. Now let it fall on good ground. Give ears to hear this morning, hearts to receive, and eyes to behold and get fixated on you, Jesus, because you could appear any minute. So we give you all the praise, glory, and the honor for your word this morning. Fresh man of heaven, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, man. So I want to take a look over here. And I want you to think in terms, as we go into this word this morning, that God is all good. I want you to think about that now. God is all good. So if there's any event that's going on around you right now that you're aware of, and it has all the the tremors of something evil, something wicked, and we know that's out there, because he said we would see it in these last days. But I want you to get your eyes fixed on Jesus and think of Jesus right now in this moment. that will help you because, you know, the book of um, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, said he who's minded stayed on the Lord will be kept in perfect peace. Amen. It's because the Prince of Peace, amen, he is all good. God is good. And he wants to use that goodness, amen, to draw people, amen, that are not so good, don't have it so good to draw them to repent, You know, turn meaning to turn away from what's not so good and turn to what, what is good. Turn away from those who are not treating you good and turn you to somebody who's all good. Amen. And so I want to just think of want you to think about that. Get your mind fixed on that. Get your eyes fixed on him who is all good. So we're serving a God. We're talking about a God who is all good. Now I can stand and Sandy, I was talking about people that are not so good. But I want today to be able to present to you a God that is all good. Amen. That's who we want you to go at. That's who's going to help us during these bad, and troubled, evil, wicked days that we're living in. This is how we're going to redeem these evil days. Amen. This is how we're going to break this cycle. We're going to preach the good news of the gospel until somebody gets saved. So I want you to think about that. God is all good. We don't have to look, amen, at anyone else, anything else, or anywhere else. We can just look to him. Amen. If you want goodness, look to Jesus. If you want what's good, look to Jesus. Look to hear from him. Remember now that the angels told them the same way you see him leaving, the same way you're going to see him descending. Why was that so important? Because all the things that they had went through, at the end, Jesus had fulfilled everything that he told him that he was going to do. They actually got a chance to witness that he is now risen, He's not been with them. He's confirmed everything. Now, that was good news to them. I know they felt convicted in their hearts that they hadn't really been forthcoming with him. They were kind of skeptical. They were kind of reserved. They were kind of doubtful. But now he had actually died. He's been in the grave. He's come back. He's a witness to them. They're seeing him. Thomas had examined him. He examined his, the holes in his side and his hands and his feet. And so now they're all, they're all probably feeling some regret that they didn't just trust themselves there at the beginning. You know, so it was good what he did. It was good that they see him this way. It was good that everything was confirmed. (coughs) It was good that they got to spend that time with him, okay, to to confirm his word. So we're here this morning to confirm God's word. Even though we were not there, man, to put our hands in the holes and do what they did, we don't have to go through all that. We just believe him. We just trust him, you know. We got the word. We got the word. It's in red. It's telling us what happened. Amen. it's telling us what's going to happen. And so we got to get ourselves prepared to meet him, just like they had to get themselves prepared. And then they see him, he said, the same way you see him, this is good news, the same way you see him leaving, that was a good picture of them seeing him being lifted up, going back to the Father, just like he had told him. And he said, the same way you see him going, you're going to see him coming again. But the thing is, this time, he was leaving as a redeemed Savior, you know, being restored back to the glory. He had earned his right to go back and be with the Father. But here's what we got to prepare for now. The way he's coming back the next time, he's coming back to judge. And so that's what we got to get ready for. He's not coming back to save. He's coming back to judge. Okay? And he's going to judge in goodness. He's going to judge in the same righteousness. It's going to be right and just when he does. And so what do we do in the meantime? We got to get saved. We got to hear the good news of the gospel so we can get saved. Back God has got to return. Father, sons and daughters got to come back to their first love. Immature people got to mature about this. And mature people got to get a little bit more mature, actually a little bit more mature. It's too critical right now. So we want to think about the goodness of the Lord. We want to look to Jesus every place, everybody, everything can look to him. And I guarantee you his message doesn't change. He's going to be good to everything he created. Amen. And so we got to think about that. Jesus is our shelter. Okay. He is our shelter. He's our safe place. I was looking at those people out there, man, trying to find They had their little tent, their little canopy set up. And when those protesters started coming, they didn't care nothing about your age. Some of those people out there, man, couldn't hardly walk. They was out there in wheelchairs. They was out there, man, with walkers. Had no business being out there. They wasn't thinking safety. And that crowd of people was running over them, knocking them little canopies down, man, because they were on a mission. And they didn't care nothing about life. They didn't care nothing about the people out there. They didn't care nothing about those people. And that's what the Lord said. People are going to be so cold. They're going to wipe so cold, so callous. They ain't going to care about the elderly people. They ain't going to care about young people. It's going to be like a damn piece, just out of control. Sorrow. Sorrow. That's what sorrow is. It makes you sorry that you were there. I shouldn't have went. I shouldn't have came out here. I'm exercising my amendment right to be out here, to protest. But you got to account for all the other un un-nice stuff out there, too. You know, when you make that decision, to go out there, all the people out there are not going to be good. They're not up to good. They're up to no good. You know. And so what we're trying to do, man, is is, is, is look at the Lord as our safe haven, our shelter, our refuge, our fortress. We can do more good, man, by avoiding those situations. Okay? We can do more good by avoiding those situations. Let me tell you something. Black Lives movement, white Lives movement is not going to save one soul. It's the gospel that's going to say so. Jesus is going to say so. Okay? Protesters are not going to say so. Okay? Unless they are out there preaching Jesus. What I saw yesterday and this morning is not Jesus. Okay? That's man acting out of his frustration. That's man causing more sorrow to be. There's nothing good about that. I don't care if you was out there to counter that. There are better ways to counter it. You overcome evil by doing good. Y'all better hear me. You overcome evil by doing good. Okay, you overcome evil by doing good. Amen. And so we know that God is all good. He's our shelter. Amen. And doing all these events we see going on, we got to think about Pastor Sharon, our eternal security. So you know, if you lose, if you lose your life out there, man, in the middle of all of that, you're not saved. You just jeopardize your eternal security. You know, we're thinking about safety right now, the physical and the natural of these events. What about those eternal security? Okay. Where you going to spend eternity? What about that? If you lose your life out there for that good cause, okay, doing things that are not so good to other people or having them done to you, you know, that, that's the tragedy. That that's eternal, you're forfeiting, putting on, 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 on edge out there, your eternal security. Okay, you got to do it to the end to be able to secure that. Okay? Okay, it's more important than anything anything. When in a political argument or debate, your eternal security is more important than anything and you can't jeopardize that. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Can't do it if you're lost. Can't do it if you're backslid, back out of the world. You can't do it if you're part of the son. You, you're more enticed by the things of the world than you are anything else. That's why you left the first place. Immature, you can't do it. you got to be on this line and get some maturity here or on other lines with other pastors teaching and preaching sound doctrine. I don't care where you get that as long as it's sound doctrine long as it's the good news of the gospel, as long as it's telling you about the goodness of Jesus, even that that leads to repentance. Long as you get in that unadulterated, infallible, authentic, word of truth, he wants you to know the truth. Jesus is the truth, the way and the life. No man comes to the Father except by him. The book of John chapter 14, verse six spells that out. Okay? The book of John chapter eight verse thirty two spells that out. I want you to know the truth. I will you know the truth and the truth make you free. You know, latter verses says and Jesus said, Hey, if I make you free, if I set you free you're free indeed. And Paul tells the Galatians church in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, he said, look, then you stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free and don't be entangled with the yoke of abundance again. Don't go back out here, man, get sucked into this stuff that's not good. You know, I don't care what your political affiliation is, you know. It's about your relationship with Jesus. If you don't have it, you need to get it. Amen. So what I want to talk to you about, you know, that there, there's many, many ways and things going on out here right now that's deceiving many people and we got to be wise they're getting sucked in and drawn in and it's, it's hindering people from striving to work out their own salvation with fear and tremor i'm talking about people who really have backlit because they've gone back into the world they've put their hands to the plow, like the book of luke chapter 9 verse 62 warns us it's a no man looking back and putting his hand to the plow is, is fit for the kingdom of God. So a lot of people are forfeiting what they worked so long and so hard to be fit for, fit for the kingdom. They're, they're jeopardizing, they're sacrificing their eternal security for a little bit of political, I don't know what it is, they say we're out here to win. We want to win. We want to win over the Democrats. Democrats say we want to win over the Republicans. We want our president to have a second term. Man, I'm not jeopardizing my eternal security for no political argument. What did you win? What good does it do you to profit all of that and lose your soul, lose your eternal security? You know, our job is to be a blocking force, to be able to tell the people the truth, to help people. You know, to be prepared for what is to come. And so, let's look at uh, the Book of Mark, chapter thirteen. Uh, I want to uh, just a couple of thoughts, real quick, before we pray. Number one. Uh, so Pastor, what do we do when all this is going on around us right now? What do we do to continue to maintain uh, you know, that, that path of goodness, good, good deeds, good work, you know, good thought, good speech, good you know, good encouragement, you know, just doing good for the sake of good. What do we do, Pastor, when when you know, when I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, I wanna voice my opinion, I wanna exercise my first amendment, my second amendment, my fifth amendment, however many rights you have and there's a whole bunch of constitutional rights that you have but you also have a right man, amen, to Jesus Christ, his goodness. You have a right to that. You've been created with the potential to be somebody in his image and likeness. You've been created to have something that he has blessed you with. You've been created, man, to do something. Not a forgiver here, but a doer, as we learn in the book of James. You know, what about that? What about doing, uh, you know, your Christian obligation? You know, what about what Solomon said? Only what to do for the Lord is what's going to count in the end. You know, only duty of a man, the whole duty, really, is to fear God and keep his commandments. That's in the 12th chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, the last verse. It tells you that. So what about all those heavenly perspectives? What about all those heavenly things? We say often in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Inquire of it. Require of it. Don't let yourself off the hook so quick because you see your political party man about to lose an election or whatever. That's not our hope. Our hope, man, is looking to the odds and finish and develop our faith. He said, you know, in the book of Job chapter uh, 7, verse 8, he said, look here, those that begin with small, yet shall thy latter end be greater in increase. He said the end of a day going to be better than the beginning of a thing.' We hold fast to those promises, okay? But that don't change. What about that? What about that? And so to get us to that place we need to be, that place where we're securing and working toward our eternal security, we got to take heed to what's taking place. The Lord is telling us, take heed. Let's look at this right here in the book, in, in, in this 13th chapter. Look at verse uh, <clears throat> verse 5. I'll start there. You can read the other verses. They all just kind of point back to the events that's going to take place. And you know, the necessity of prophecy. Now, it was necessary for prophecy to be given by all those great prophets back then. This is a prophecy right here. This prophecy was necessary because of the time they were living they were living in a time where they were dealing with some of the same things out there we're going through. Challenges for your eternal security. Trying to get you away from Jesus Christ's peace. What he said, his tenure. The same thing was going on. You had these events that were taking place. The disciples, man, you know, they were so caught up about sharing and mind the building. Like a lot of people right now, they can't wait to get back in the building. they their whole heartburn right now. They're following right now over not being able to go into the building. When you got all these platforms out here, you can still have church. You know what I'm saying? And so the disciples were caught up in that, too. Here's Jesus here, you know, the Son of God, physically with them, the incarnated Word of God. Man, I'd have been milking his brain. I'd have been trying to get every bit of knowledge I could. And here they are, man, want him to be enticed by the buildings that they had built. And here he's coming, man, to say, I'm trying to build my father's kingdom. I'm trying to build you up to be a bigger believer so when you go back in the building, you're better to teach and preach truth to the people. I'm not here to admire your building. I'm not here to admire what you're doing. I'm not here to campaign for your political party to win. I'm here, man, that my name can be lifted up. I'm here, man, to introduce the kingdom of my father. And so Jesus wasn't interested in that stuff, and that was why prophecy is so necessary. That's why people, man, got to take a look at what was foretold and what is being foretold and build on that, okay? Because so that's what matters. All these false prophets and false teachers that have gone out, according to Peter's writing over there in, the, in the First Peter, you know, people are just on the spiritual side and on the natural side, just all out of control right now, all these different events right now, just making a big mess and it's pulling people away from them that eternal security that we're supposed to be working toward and preparing for because it could come just like that, you know. And so he's saying here in verse 5, check out what he says here. He says, and Jesus answered them. Take this warning out now. He answered them. I love the way he answered them. He says, Jesus answered them and said, then them began to say, take heed. Look at what he's saying. Take heed. Why do I need to take heed, Lord? The same reason they need to take heed. You know, he says, least man, any man, deceive you. Now listen to what he said, any man. He said, if you don't take heed, anybody can come to deceive you. Because you're so vulnerable. You're so caught up in all that other stuff. You're so focused on that. You're so concerned about your your political rights that you're not concerned about your eternal salvation. You you know, you you, 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 want to win that and lose your soul's salvation. And you'll be so vulnerable that any man, anybody, any doctor, can just come and just sweep you right of your feet. You know. And he's warning them and saying, Look, keep your eyes on me. Take heed to what's taking place. I warn you. I sent prophets to tell you about this. Now I'm here to prepare you for this. Take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Take heed to what I'm saying. Pay attention to it. It's serious stuff. I'm warning you. Don't be deceived. And you know the worst kind of deceived right there? It's when you deceive yourself. You're so caught up, you're so fixated, taking your eyes off Jesus just for a moment, giving Satan just enough access because he goes to and fro like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he he only devours those who are vulnerable and leave themselves, you know, vulnerable to his schemes and his and attacks. Anybody can do it. A child can do it if you're vulnerable. If you don't keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, and that's what he's saying to them. He said, "Take heed." You know, that's the first thing he tells him. Why? There are there are deceptive forces out here. You know, very deceptive. Some things that are going on right now—they're whitewashing it, they're painting it, they're trying to make make bad good, all them bad goods, They good the bad. We don't have to wear no mask out here. And all these people, when they interview them, they went up. Our leader don't wear mask, We feel safe. He said, "Least minute anybody will deceive you." And some of them people I saw, man, without man, they even look sick. They could be out there making somebody else sick. They ain't thinking about it. nobody but themselves. They've been deceived, and they're deceiving themselves. We out here to hear what he got to say about taxes. Hear what he got to say about, you know, about the immigrants. Hear what he got to say, man. You need to look at Jesus and think about what He has to say about people. He said, "Take heed; lest you be deceived by any, by anybody." Look at verse six. Here's the other thing, okay? That I want. He said, "Many shall come and deceive many." Now he's saying anybody can deceive you. Then, and on top of that, they're gonna be many gonna come with the purpose to deceive. And that's something. Your purpose is to deceive, you. not to help people. All these these powerful events that are going on, and you're going to actually come out premeditated to deceive people. That's your intent. We see that unfolding, y'all. The whole reason they went there on this time of year when Black Wall Street was destroyed by some haters, by some white supremacists, let's just be honest, you're going to actually go there and hold a red election, purposely going there to deceive people, and took many with you to deceive people. But it did not work the way you wanted it to. So you deceived your own self by being deceived, by trying to be a deceiver. Just like Jacob and, and, and Rachel and his mom, and ended up being deceived. That's what happened to a schemer. You get schemed, But you got, you got deceived by your own scheme yesterday. But look at what he says in verse 6. For many shall come in what? My name. I heard some of them up there talking about, you know, trying to put God in it. Saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. <clears throat> Look at what he's saying. They'll do anything. They'll use the name of God. They'll use scripture. They'll ask for prayer. they will even say, man, I did more of you than Jesus. Hmm. they will even say, where is Jesus? He'll ask the crowd, where is Jesus now when y'all need it? And nobody going to challenge that. That's spiritual deception. You know? That's somebody trying to be somebody that they're not. Remember we talked about immature and mature, lost, trying to be somebody that you're not, trying to use these, these spiritual or cliches. Can't even find your way around in the Bible, but you're going to use it for political advantage and gain. Because you know you got some people out there that think they are Christian, they mature Christians, they think they are doing the will of God, they already been deceived by their own deception. Even showing up, no mad sick, saying you got a right to be out there, your president ain't got no mask on, his cabinet, all his people ain't got no mask on. That ain't no reason, man, for you to go out there up against no epidemic like this, and people are still dying. That's called deception. And some of them saying that it's a Christian right to be out there. I saw some of them interviews. What Christian right? Deception, y'all. Deception. Look at verse 10. I'm just going I'm just hitting a few verses. Look at verse 10. It says, and the gospel must, what? First be published among who? <clears throat> all nations. The gospel must first be preached against all nations. So he's saying, take heed. Watch out for the deceivers. There are many. Some of them are present out there in the scene, And then he says, look, my mission is to make sure I get the gospel out. I know what they're doing. They're spewing out political rhetoric. But my mission, don't lose focus of this, keep eyes on this, is to get the gospel message out because the gospel is the power of God according to the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16. So don't cloud the message. Don't cloud the gospel. You still want the gospel to be going forward because it is the power of God and salvation for all who shall believe it how can they believe it except they hear it and how can they hear it except somebody it? Not this other gospel, not this political rhetoric, not these lying words that are out there to deceive and manipulate and people for a vote, playing on their ignorance, their immaturity, their lostness, their gross darkness, their lack of knowledge, their lack of vision, because their vision right now is just to have a white America. And the sanitizers of every other color. And they got believe they got the right man to do it. They believe he's sent from God. That's spiritual deception. They're being manipulated and deceived, and some of them bought in and they're deceiving their family members. Telling them they're not a real party member if they don't go out and support this man or that one man or whoever. And it's the same thing on the other side of the coin. The only hope we have to win, the only good thing about all this is Jesus is standing by to Save us. For myself. For myself. So let's hit one more verse here, man. I'm I'm just skipping around because these are the things that God spoke in my spirit about. Taking and watch out for the deception. Don't deceive yourself. Watch out for for all that rhetoric. Okay? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Tell the people. And he said, because there are many that shall deceive. Many. There are many. That's apostasy, y'all. That's that great end time falling away. That's why we're preaching to the targeted group right now, because in the end times, these times of sorrow, there's a great opportunity for faith to pluck off many people. It's happening right now. But there's a whole bunch of them are coming to their right mind and returning back to their first love. So our plan is working. Look at what the Lord said in verse 10. He said, look here, there is worldwide evangelism going on, because look, look what we had, y'all, 45 platforms, all these other countries. This message is being pumped into them. We're countering what they're doing. We know who's behind their scheme, their events, and their plan faith. We know who's behind our campaign. We pray and ask God, fast and pray, Lord, bless us indeed, and enlarge our territory. Because he knew what we were going to do. We're going to preach and teach sound doctrine until Jesus comes. We're going to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling and try to teach others how to do the same thing. We're going to tell them what they need. And we're going to tell them how to get it and who they can get it from. That's our message. That's Jesus' message. And he said, until this gospel it must first be published among all nations, worldwide, every creature, get a chance to hear it. So instead of you out there hearing them lies and that deceptive spirit to deception, you need to be somewhere a man trying to hear some truth. So you can really be liberated. And I love this next verse, verse 11. He said, but when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. This got in my spirit, man, in the the last 12 hours, what I'm telling you right now. Holy Ghost just came, bam, because I went to bed yesterday, man, I was so full and so excited about that Father's Day celebration. I have plenty of themes and messages I could talk about. As, I, as, I'm, as I'm going upstairs man, down, I just need a Holy Ghost, man, just bam. As I'm I'm looking at what's going on in Oklahoma, and I'm praying for those people because that's all un. You know, I saw disabled people out there. I saw senior people, elderly people. I saw them being trampled on. I saw people just pushing people to the side. I saw people just out there, man, to deceive people, to attack people, to do whatever the flesh told them to do. And it concerned me.
1: And I heard the Lord say, their eyes
0: are not fixed on Jesus. There's nothing good about that. Even though they think it's a good cause that they're supporting, but there's nothing good. Only good comes from me. My nature is good. Everything I do is good. I know what's good for my people. I know what's good for this situation right now. It's toxic. It's full of rhetoric. It's full of lies. But God, that I put forth my goodness right now, my hand of goodness right now, through the preaching and teaching of the gospel and the reminding the people that will lead them to repentance. I'm a good, good father. I'm a good, good God. I'm a good, good Savior. I proved it. I demonstrated on the cross. I died for mankind. I died for humanity. And I'm still good. And I'm like, wow, Lord. And so I, I knew the Holy Ghost dropped this in my spirit. And he said, this day you're living in, don't take your eyes off the deed because a lot of fresh is going to come to you. A lot of things, as you're processing things, as you're seeing things that are not so good in places and and events and with people. He said, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be your safe haven. I'm going to be your place of refuge. I'm going to be that place where you can counsel with me. And you're going to begin to delight in my word. And you're going to begin to be counseled by my word. And the Holy Ghost is going to begin to teach you. The Spirit of Truth is going to bring things back to your remembrance. And you're going to find my word. And you're going to eat my word. And my word is going to become joy and rejoicing mind and for your soul and for your life. And then he goes on here in verse 12, and I'm closing in a minute. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death and the father the son and the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. There's a lot of that going on right now. Families are turning on each other. I saw an interview and in the whole family, you've got a Two parents, two grandparents, and four children. Two sons, two daughters. And the whole house is split down in the middle. You got Republicans in the House, and the family, and you got Democrats. And they've been feuding and arguing with each other. And this thing has gotten so toxic that right now they're not speaking to each other. Starting out, they respected each other's rights. And the issue is, Pastor Sharon—they still bringing up Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. These people ain't even in office no more. That's deception, y'all. And this is a, this is a Christian household, so they say. But they have made their political opinions more powerful than the spiritual gospel of Jesus Christ, who brings us all together, who who brings together that which is divided. So you can have spiritual harmony and love and live in peace and integrity and tranquility and quietness with each other. And this family's been torn apart because of these political views. And I mean, they're literally against each other, hatred toward each other. Over what? And I'm thinking, how many more families out there are in the same situation? What extreme would they go to, man, to have their way? Ain't nobody gonna. Cry. I'd rather not even be up. There. Right now, I'm new. Before I let it divide my family, but we got our eyes fixed on Jesus. Verse, verse thirteen, he says, "And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved." So God is calling us to endure to the end. To be saved. Endure to the end to be saved. And enduring, he's saying, continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Don't let people deceive you and don't you deceive yourself. Our message is still take heed, get yourself ready. Lost if you lost, be saved. Backslide if you feel backslide, back then come back to Jesus. Father, sons, and daughters, return back to your first love. We ain't changing that message. We got to endure with that message to the end. Why? Because verse 10 reminds us again, and the gospel must be published, must be preached among all nations. Worldwide got to hear. We're asking God for more platforms. We're asking God to continue to enlarge our territory. We want this gospel message that's going to do good by everybody that hears it. But how can they hear it? How can they accept somebody preach it and put it out there? That's what our mission. is. That's what we're doing. We're getting it out there to the lost souls. And you can't tell me they're not lost souls out there. We see it every day. We hear it every day. And people are being deceived. Many, many people being deceived. And the thing about it is it's sad. They're being deceived by anybody. Anybody come with a new window doctor. Anybody come with something that sounds good, a good quote, a good T-shirt thing to put on your T-shirt. They're just being deceived, manipulated. Some of them are deceiving themselves. just want to be thanking praise lord god you're saying take heed you're telling us to be on the watch god for those who deceive those who premeditated purposely go out to the we're praying for a restoration in those families that are being torn apart by this rhetoric by these lies by this deceptive hour that we're living in right now god they're really hating each other they want to take uh, uh legal action against each other over their views lord god and so father we wish we just see this on the rise we see an increase of this right now but god you uh, Are all about spiritual unity and humility and love and peace. And so, Father, we're praying that your will be done right now in the midst of these events that are going on. We're praying that you will continue to shine some light in this darkness that people's eyes will be open, they can see. We're praying that even now, God, you give us a greater witness. We're praying for more sponsors, more platforms, because we know our message, Lord God, will be continuous to publish that gospel to all nations. God, let this city evangelical move right now, God, as you open up these doors for our message to go forth. Praying that our partners, God, that are playing and listening to these messages will begin to share these messages on other continents, to other tongues and tribes and countries. That, God, you want every nation, God, to serve you, God, and you want righteousness to exalt the nation. And your message is a righteous message. Your message is a universal message of salvation. How else, Father, can they endure to the end of the day if they don't hear the message now? So we're praying right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that this word will go out, fall on good ground, not on dead deals. And it will begin to minister the hearts and minds out there of the lost, the backslidden, the prodigal sons, the daughters of this world, and the immature and the mature alike, Lord God. Let it begin to raise them up, Lord. Let it begin to empower them. Let it begin to come across as a truth that will liberate them and make them free, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they may know the truth, and the truth might make them free. And if you set them free, they'll be free indeed, that they can go forth, Lord God, and stand fast in the liberty with Christ that made them free. And do not be tangled and the yoke of bondage again. We render all of the false prophets, false teaching. We render all of the religious spirits, evil influences right now, God. manipulation, exploitation, enticing, subduing spirits, anything, God. that is not of God, but lots of being, Lord God, Illuminati, Lord God, tradition of men that have made the glorious gospel of effect. We render powers, armies, and ineffective right now. We pray that you put spiritual filters in, in the ears and eyes and lives of the people that are hearing this gospel today, God, in the name of Jesus, that everything else that's thought will be fil- filtered out and then only, Lord God, hear the word of God. Give ears to hear right now. Give hearts to receive and eyes to behold and get fixed on Jesus because you're the only answer. You're the risen king. And if you be lifted up in this earth, you will draw all men into you. So we're praying this morning in the name of Jesus that this message will become a worldwide message, God, that others will take it and evangelize with it and publish it in every place right now, God, in the name of Jesus, where there is no gospel going in, where there's no stream of gospel going in. We thank and praise you right now, God, that this universal message will go forth that the people can get prepared for the soon coming of our King Jesus that will sit on his great white throne judgment. And we pray, God, to you give us greater access to prepare us greater people, Lord God. There are greater people. We pray unto the God of hearts that you send forth labors even right now into your vineyard, Lord God. We thank and praise you right now for this word going forth, falling on good ground, not returning forward, Lord God. And we're praying in the name of Jesus For that harvest, that end-time harvest that is coming from the north, south, east, and west, we call them in now to salvation. And Father, we pray you strengthen us to continue to endure, carry forth this gospel, unto the end, that we might be saved, that we might be secured eternally, that we spend eternity with you, God. And we give you the praise to go in the honor of calling in others now, that they live their life today in light of eternity. In In Jesus' name, we place a precedence on our eternal security, not just our physical. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord.